to the first edition of Saturday Smoke, a college football tailgate podcast. Uh, this is our, our first attempt at a, uh, a fun college football, no hot takes, just straightforward analytics and, uh, you know, our, our feel on the game here for, for college football. Uh, as an introduction, I'm Caden Davis, uh, the host of, of this podcast here. I've got my two football college football loving brothers here as well jensen davis and the uh the young phenom cameron davis as well uh you'll probably hear us call him chunks a couple of times throughout the podcast as well um we are super excited to be able to talk about all things college football we'll, we'll we have a few special surprises throughout all of our different segments and stuff that we'll be able to talk about um some some fun fun things but let's uh, open it up we are super excited to talk about it, Jensen. What are you? Uh, what are you excited about this year for for college football? What's what's one thing that pops out of you? Mm, I want a, I want a weird Heisman. <laughs> I want, I want like, not even maybe a running back. That would be nice. Well, my, I'm one of the biggest Caleb Williams. I might be the only Caleb Williams hater, and I have been since Oklahoma when he didn't just flat out win that job. So I, I kind of gave up hope. Mm-hmm. And then he went nuts last year, but people forget that the only reason he won the Heisman last year was because Blake Corn got hurt. That is true. What about if Spencer Rattler won the Heisman this year? Oh I, my God, that would be awful. I don't see a path for that. <laughs> Please but no. Please no. I completely see it, but <laughs> usually it's the Oklahoma transfers in that win the Heisman. For true. Yeah, yeah. You can't <laughs> well, start there. Here, here's another Oklahoma transfer, and it's actually my. Dark horse. Okay. Way deep. It is Wisconsin quarterback Tanner Mordecai. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's deep. That's <laughs> way deep. What's what's he sitting at odds wise right now? Well, he he went to one school in between, um, Southern Methodist, but uh, he's at. I'm seeing twelve thousand. Do you remember that game last year when he had, like, seven touchdowns in the first half? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he ended up with, like, nine or ten. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I, of course, I go ahead and say that uh, it's usually Oklahoma QBs coming in that, that do it. But uh, I guess last year might have been a little bit different uh, with yeah. with Caleb Williams taking it home. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the big things that we want to talk about to start out everything is our Heisman predictions um it's become such a massive part of the game uh such a huge narrative throughout the years what we want to do here with this segment is we'll talk about a favorite aka a quarterback that'll lead it a a long shot quarterback a non-qb that we're interested in and then uh what was what do you call it when pigs fly yeah yeah i just really (laughs) wanted a real long shot that's Never gonna happen, but if it did, we put it on paper that we called it. So I think there are some really good odds out there um, that I'm very interested in. So why don't we go ahead? Let's get started with some of our favorites. Uh, Cameron, why don't you get us started with with your favorite quarterback right now? Yeah. So for me, I went with a guy who looked <clears throat> had a huge year last year. Could be the best quarterback in the ACC this year, and. That's Drake May. Uh, I I saw him at uh, 1,800 odds out of UNC, of course. Um, I think it's 
other than Caleb Williams, he's my, he's the guy I could see taking it. Mm, I'm clashing with you. I think he's going to have a Will Levis type of year. Really good first year. Yep. Dog shit second year. I and think then he has to wait at the draft. Oh, you think he's going <laughs> to? I, I, I think he plummets. I've seen, I've seen already draft prospects for him go number two. Behind People are so in love They're with so it. It's crazy. Yeah. He is Will Levis. Yeah, I mean. Sometimes you get stuck with that college football name, too, because mm-hmm. Drake yeah. May is such a college football yeah. It's such a UNC college <laughs> yeah. football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm getting big Sean May vibes from, uh, what was it, the 2008? When he hit the team. shot and yeah. went to class at 8 a.m. the next day? Yeah. That's some weird shit to do. <laughs> um, for me, I'm going Jordan Travis all yep. day. You've been high on him this. The way, the way he ended the season last year, He's he's an athletic freak. He is so good, and that Florida State team they is going to rule the ACC. They got weapons. So you you you're thinking FSU for the whole ACC? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think they take over. Clemson. You still think Clemson has that setback even even from last year? Or do you yeah, I th- I think obviously they upgrade at quarterback and then. One of the biggest reasons why Clemson stunk last year was their wide receivers. Mm-hmm. But I think Florida State is solid, man. Yeah. Florida State definitely has uh, a bit of a schedule to get through, if I remember correctly. But that's That can help you. In- oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, one for me, <clears throat> as a Texas fan, um, hook them, you know, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Quinn Ewers is is my choice at twelve hundred. Um, what we saw last year from him was dynamic in the first couple of games, and obviously we saw that big injury during the Alabama game. Um, and if you didn't think that Quinn Ewers was going to go for four hundred plus yards in that game after watching him yeah. go for one thirty something in the first quarter, mm-hmm. he was dynamic. He completely was outdoing Bryce Young. Um, and obviously, we're going to see that again this year um, as they play Alabama again. Um, He's got a fire under him, and it, and, it, and, it, and it goes towards your your thought of if you're playing the big guys and you make a big statement on it, you're you're going to have a better opportunity for it. I was doing some research on it, and um, the thing that helps him big time not only is that Alabama game huge. Um, Game, obviously, Oklahoma is going to be a big one as well. But he only faces two top 50 passing defenses, which is, you know, it sets up for success there. If he can get past that Alabama game, even not even huge numbers, just get a win, um, that will create a narrative. Because, really, this Heisman Trophy is, is massively about narrative. So if he can create a narrative... Going up into that Oklahoma game, if he puts up massive, we all know massive numbers go into that Oklahoma game. Um, so that would be a huge part for him to do that as well. The only other uh, top 50 passing defense that he has to face is that Iowa State team. Iowa State was 10th last year in passing defense. They were fantastic, obviously, but they don't have Will McDonald, who was drafted, what, 15th, uh, Anthony Johnson. But they still have T.J. Tampa and Miles Purchase, so it's 
it's going to be still pretty difficult, but it's late in the season that if he can, you know, win that game, put up decent numbers, I think that he has a good, as good a shot as any to to take it. Do you guys have any thoughts on Quinn Ewers? Has a mullet ever won the Heisman? Has a mullet ever won the Heisman? That is a good question. <laughs> I mean, probably in the eighties, right? They might, they might not even let him. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's happened. So I don't. Mariota might have had something going on. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who knows? Well, I I I think the that quarterback battle is obviously Quinn Ewers is a guy, but he's got guys right on his tail too. So he he doesn't have a lot of room for mistakes. No, definitely. And honestly, uh, Malik looks incredible as well. Yeah. Um, he is massive. You saw that picture of all of them together. Yeah. Oh my God. I. Uh, Texas definitely is an embarrassment of riches right now at quarterback, but we just got to have him the right way. I was surprised to see Arch has like decent Heisman odds. <laughs> like I think it was like eight thousand or something like that. Yeah, they're not. Bad. I don't think he's playing at all. He would probably be third string. I wouldn't play him yet. Yeah, no way. Yeah, I mean, with. They have a good. They they still have to replace Bijan, but their uh, their new guy this year. Uh, what is it, Jaden Blue? He he looks solid. He won't. I think he'll be mostly pass catching right now, but I think that can help out when you're looking at Heisman hopeful. Well, one of the big things too is Texas has three of the top forty five wide receivers right, right now, um, with Xavier Worthy. Yeah. Who I'll talk about later. They're not um, back, yo. They're not back. It, they're not back yet. What? You're talking about a Texas team that lost to Alabama, and they tried to treat that like a win. They, they tried to put a banner out there. They're not back. It's, Sark is getting fired in week eight. Ooh. And, yeah. Whoa. I, I thought we said no hot takes on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're not back. I think that this year is as close as the, they've been. Obviously, um, quarterback has always been an issue for them. You know, Sam Ellinger was fun, but he wasn't great. You know, Quinn Ewers is the first one where I've seen, seen tools are 100% there. Um, he just got hurt, and and an injury like he uh, you know had is definitely something that takes up the uh, the way that a quarterback throws. Obviously. Um, but I think that's enough on on uh, the Texas bashing. Yeah, let's. Uh, uh, <laughs> we just talked about Quinn Ewers for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to our long shots. Uh, Chunks, go ahead and, and hit me with yours. Well, so I I took long shot. Well, long shot QB to mean. Yeah, it was only out of two hundred like more than. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took it yeah. to mean out like of the, the very top next five. Guy. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So I I chose a guy who's. He's played. He played in a couple games last year, but he was behind Sean Clifford, mm-hmm. who just felt like he was never going to leave Penn State. Sean Clifford was there for eight years. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, but so I I'm choosing Drew Aller for my uh, long shot QB. I got him here uh, at 2500, which isn't crazy, but I, I he's on. the guy. I, I think it's crazy that he's at 2500. Yeah, that, I would. I think he's a five thousand. 8,000 sort of guy. Um, yeah. Penn State 
only has one Heisman in their entire school's history. John Capaletti in 1973. Okay. It John ain't Capaletti happening this year. It ain't happening this year. Yeah. Especially a first-year quarterback at Penn State. Yeah. Like, yeah. A, I think a Penn State guy has to be there pounding you in the face for three years. No, yeah, I agree. It's it's tough for a first-year quarterback to go. Yeah, especially I mean, a the guy thing is, he has a chance to win. If he won the Ohio State and the Michigan game, then right. he has a very good chance. That, but that's that, not happening. There, there's a lot of basis on that because Penn State could be they. I can see them going easily eleven and one. Mm-hmm. Easily. I mean, they have to win. I yeah. think they're going to win all those games that aren't Michigan and Ohio State, and they could easily win one of those games. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens there. But I think if they do, why not Drew Aller? Yeah, for me, I'm going to I'm gonna put Dylan Gabriel in there. Um, obviously, Oklahoma quarterbacks have a history, and I know that it's not a Brent Venables history, yeah. but, but it was before Lincoln Riley that Oklahoma quarterbacks had a history. Uh I think they're kind of set up for success to go into the... Do you think it would be that quick of a turnaround, though? I think it could be, yeah. They were horrible last year. You know, um, this also is a long shot, let's be real. Um, He's not one of my favorites for it, but I kind of went a little bit deeper. I I like Oklahoma this year. I think they can make some waves. So, what I went with at 8,000, which I think should be better odds than this, I'm a big Cam Rising guy. I think he's one of the most dynamic players that I saw in the league last year. Um, Like I said, one of the big things that I liked about Cam Rising is he showed up in those big games. Those two games against USC last year, uh, regular season and and, uh, Pac-12 championship, Mm-hmm. So, check this. first, it was 310 yards and 415 yards against USC last year. He had six games with at least three touchdowns. In the championship game against USC, he had three touchdowns passing and then five touchdowns overall between rushing and passing in the regular season game against USC. If he gets those chances, especially against a Heisman winner in Caleb Williams, um, and if they can run the table, I think Cam Rising at least will be invited to New York, if not win the whole thing. And a name like Cam Rising? Are you kidding me? That's a uh, that's a. I, I think that the biggest reason why his odds are so low is because he is starting the season hurt. Yeah, he's coming off so, ACL. So yeah. You never know. Yeah. Uh, other than that, he is an absolute game changer, and if any game I've ever watched, like, he gets the crowd into it, too. Like, yeah. they're, they're all... With this stupid ass mustache and the long hair, <laughs> but, yeah, he's a he's a game changer, and he he's taking down some giants for sure. Definitely. Now let's move to the non QB sphere. Um, Chunks, you want to hit us with yours? This is an obvious one. Yeah, I think I we all tried to pick yeah. different players here, and I chose the obvious guy, and it's Marvin Harrison Jr. He I have him here at three thousand odds. Um. I think out of any non-QB, he's a, he's the obvious go-to. He want he's gonna win the Bolitnikov. Yeah. He's he's a freak. Yeah, you can already mark that down. Yeah, he's, he's 
He's a total freak. The re- I think the question for him is... Can he beat Michigan ever? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. But is yeah. who's going to be throwing the ball to him? Yeah, mm-hmm. true. It could be anybody. Yeah, we... And we it, have, it is going to be everybody. Like, it's... Uh, Ryan Day... going to be committee. Yeah, sure Ryan Day that. said he hasn't decided yet. So, we'll see. The, the job's still there to be won, which... Typically, that believe, means there's no one standing yeah. out. I can't believe that McCord didn't take it over. Yeah. he uh, He's going to lose the job because if he hasn't taken it over by now, he was a clear-cut favorite yep. to, it's been to win it. And if it's not going to be him, then going into it, then it's not going to be him. Yeah. But in all like in all honesty, it doesn't really matter who's throwing him the ball. He's coming down with it. So that that's my obvious pick for not yeah i think there's there's certainly two ways to go about it it'll be because oftentimes if a wide receiver does so good their quarterback is also getting that heisman love Mm -hmm. as well maybe even more so true but maybe it could be the fact of hey he's doing all these great things with this yeah as good and the and they also have great running backs henderson yeah Yeah. henderson i guess it had is having the best fall camp. Yeah, I've seen so a lot, a lot of stuff on it. So hopefully he gets hurt. <laughs> Jensen, where are you going with this one? Uh, I am going with. I had to throw a homer pick in there, but it's not the homer pick, it's, it's, pick that you would think. Yeah, it's a wild homer pick to take. I am going with Donovan Edwards. <laughs> I think that even in the first few weeks of backup production. Um, You've seen you saw him in the Ohio State game. Yeah, saw him definitely. Later in the season, where he was just going off for a lot mm-hmm. of yardage, he even threw some too. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Donovan Edwards could very much make a splash. Uh, yeah, he, he has so much. He work. He's been working so much with JJ McCarthy throughout the years, and he is a great pass catcher, great runner. Yeah, he's a freak uh, he's, athlete. He's got vision. He's healthy now. He's strong. He's stupid strong. But I, and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't. Say the biggest barrier to that is RB two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I I think both of them have a shot at. Uh, I mean, it's a shot. I, yeah. I I don't I don't know that they're gonna be. Heisman hopefuls, but I, I really like, do think that both of them have a shot at, at going to New York. As Michigan fans, those two running backs, do you think who do you think has a better shot, JJ or one of those two? So the odds favor JJ, but it's a QB award. Yeah. History shows that Blake Corum should be the guy with yeah, the best yeah, yeah. chance. I mean I already argued it earlier and if he's healthy for a whole season all JJ I think he has got it to last do, year. Is I think it's twenty five touchdowns is all he has to do to break the Michigan record for yeah. touchdowns in a season. It's, um, it's not the style. Where do you where do you see JJ in your rankings? Do you see it top five sort of quarterback in, in terms? Yeah, in terms of like Heisman hopefuls for you. Because obviously we took our sort of favorite who we think is going to win the whole thing. Where do you think JJ falls for you? Uh, I think ten probably. Yeah, I think our rushing attack is is too much for him to really pad pad his stats. That is a detriment. He's and the weapons aren't running back. There's some good wide receivers. He's got Roman Wilson. Strength of schedule too. Um, Yeah, that's another issue. Is that Michigan? Michigan has two games this year. Yeah, they have two games. 
and hopefully they only have two games. Um, it's hard. It's hard to build a good campaign off of that for sure because you got to do it all the last three. Yeah. And I weeks, think that favors a running weeks. back because a running sure. back can yeah. pile up just so many stats and say, "Wow, could, have? Easily, could easily do what he did last year mm-hmm. um, behind an even better offensive line than last year." It's crazy. Um, yeah, and I really don't think we're just going to stop running at the ball. Did you see us last year? I mean, we were just running it down people's throats. So. Yeah. In four yeah. quarters, well, well I, like, I like the Donovan Edwards. Or, yeah, Donovan pick. Um, he honestly saved the season for a lot of times end, end of the oh, year last year. Yep. Um, didn't he have like a couple like 75-yard runs? or With a with broken spring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was something else. Um, I'm going to a team that you bashed earlier. Um, but some say he's the best running back. Some say he's the best pass-catching running back. Some say he might be the best returner in the league. And it's Will Shipley um, from Clemson, Clemson running back. With all of that that's been talked about him, he's really that triple threat that's able to do so much in that field. And, yes, they obviously are going to have better production out of quarterback than they did with DJ, but... I still don't think it's a massive, like, like the Clemson quarterback's not going to take away votes from him, really. Um, and I think he's just had so much buzz this year with that uh, as well. That being said, and obviously to preface this whole thing, there's only been two winners non-QB since 2010. Yeah. Um, with Derrick Henry and then a weird one, obviously, in 2020 because of being the COVID year, um, you know, with, with Devonta Smith. Um, because Trevor Lawrence was out for two weeks with, right. with COVID and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. so it's it's gonna be tough. And I think that I think we're, we're along the same lines where or, or where um, you know the running back is probably the easier way to go about um, getting to the Heisman. Um, and I think Will Shipley is that is that triple threat there. I could also see just a. Um, Kind of, kind of another one. Harold Perkins could end up yeah. there too. Uh, linebacker for yeah. For well, it's the Aiden Hutchinson of it all. He should have won over that year. Games. He he absolutely takes over games. He could have four sacks in a game. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say how we haven't yeah. noticed we were missing any defensive representation, but there can a defensive player crack that? Second spot because that's that seems to be the limit for the high yeah. end right well, now. I th- the crazy thing is if Aiden Hutchinson wasn't able to do it, man, it's gonna be a yeah tough tough way you, to break you, through. You always have one defensive player who seems like they're sticking out, and a lot of times it's like a safety who's also mm-hmm. doing some offensive things. Like we had Jabril, yeah, not too long. Yeah, ago. there's always an invite. Ty- Tyron Matthew, yeah, back then, and it's I don't see committee ever showing love to the defense like Mm -hmm. they should Mm -hmm. and one of the big things this year and i think it's just the growth of college football is the names that you have at quarterback now like people are always going to stick to that that's why it's become such a massive quarterback thing is these these players are going to different teams they're not sitting behind quarterbacks anymore so they're making names for themselves so it's hard to break through those 15, 20 quarterbacks that are, you know, household names. Um, but 
I guess we wanted to take it one step further. Let's see what we got for some super long shots. Chunks, what you got? So, like I said, defensive representation. My guy, Justin Flo, <laughs> fifty thousand yards. He d- hasn't even played that much. He's he's had some injury trouble, but he's <laughs> at Oregon. Um, one of the one of the biggest freaks I've seen. It, the dude's a ball hawk. He his angle of pursuit is crazy. It'll never happen, but if I had to pick a defensive guy, it's my guy Justin Flo. He hits harder than anyone in the country. <laughs> Just what you got for long shot? Super oh, long I, shot. I already, I already did my one, but I'm I'm gonna. Oh yeah. I'm gonna talk about another one. Are we finally gonna see DJU do something? <laughs> what do you think? I, I that Notre Dame game, even though they lost that Notre, I he put up massive numbers. In 2020, right? Yeah. I, 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 I've always thought he had the tools, but last, I don't know. I don't know what happened. He's in a better system. This system is better for him. Oregon State is a better system for DJ. When I watched Clemson last year, I thought their receivers were dog shit. Yeah. And that's so weird because it's Devil Sweeney and it's Clemson and it's yeah. You know, it's it's how many receivers have they put through? And I didn't see a receiver that was. Anything on the what we've come to expect out of Clemson. Um, with that being said, I mean, DJU was making the wrong decisions. He was uh, slow getting rid of the ball. He he was he was pretty bad, but he wasn't as bad as the narrative is. We could we could see a little jump, and that's kind of a fun team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where would you put uh, Kate Klubnik? He's probably gonna end up top ten. Yeah. Um, he he's, he's at a spot where he can thrive. He is he is he, his arm talent is undeniable for sure. Um, he he kind of seems like more of a Clemson quarterback. But that's that's kind of the theme we have right now is we have a lot of old quarterbacks like 23, 22 year olds mm-hmm. who've been around for a long time. Penix, honestly, we've been at two schools. A lot of we didn't even mention Michael Penix. Yeah, exactly. He's, I mean, he's been around the block for for a while, and he's just a gunslinger. He he could easily have plenty of five hundred yard games. I just don't see a world where he beats out Caleb Williams in any way. Yeah, yeah. But we haven't talked about Caleb Williams much. The thing is that the the Pac twelve. Is not that bad. It's pretty good. It's going to be it's pretty insanely good. fun this it's year. Yeah. It's going. It's going to be the best goodbye party that you've ever seen yeah. in your life. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, like I said, Cam Rising, so much fun. Um, I can Chidori. see US, USC lose three games. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah, there, and there's the Colorado yeah, of it all. Um, Who knows what could happen? Caleb there. Williams at plus three fifty though. I saw that. It's crazy to me. For a back-to-back champion, I know that he, he was dynamic. I know he's he's got the tools to be a number one pick. Plus 350 sounds insane to me. Yeah. In the field that's there. Um, especially with a guy like Quinn Ewers being plus 1,600. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see Caleb Williams at 350. We haven't seen a back-to-back one since freaking Archie Griffin. <laughs> like, that's yeah. crazy. You know? Yeah. I, I, I think... And I think that it's a, uh, it's even a writer's writer's bias in that way too. Like they they don't want to vote for for somebody back to back years. So, I think three fifty. 
I would stay far away from that. Um, uh, values just not there. My long shot, I wasn't going to talk about them, but uh, I'm going to now. Uh, that being said, it's a, it's a bit contradictory to my favorite, uh, yeah. with it being Quinn Ewers. Xavier Worthy um, is insanely talented. He, he, he harkens back to the days of, of, of old, you know, Vince Young era Texas wide receivers. Um, and he's just, he, he's a speech. He, he gets to the spot and I think he'll have some massive dynamic plays throughout the year. He did have a, a drop off in yards per uh, reception last year. But I think that was such a product of the um, insecurity at quarterback. Hudson Card's all right. Um, I think he'll be fun at Purdue. But he just... Fun at Purdue. (laughs) (laughs) Did somebody say that? (laughs) Buzz Aldrin? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I I think the dynamicism is there. And... I think it all comes down to would he be able to be out Quinn Ewers when it all comes down to it. But maybe it would be the effect of, hey, Quinn Ewers gets hurt again and Malik comes in and Xavier Worthy still has a massive campaign. Um, it's it's definitely my soapbox of saying Xavier Worthy should be a first-round pick next year. Right. But uh, I, would love to, I would love to see him in the Heisman room at least. Yeah. Uh, he's just got to wait for Texas to be back. <laughs> One of these, one of these yeah, things, huh? Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, that's that's the recap of our Heisman. All right, let's go ahead and let's talk some over unders. Uh, Chunks, hit me up with five, or let's do let's do six random teams. Um, let's run it through through the mill. We're gonna we're gonna do a, a a random team generator. All right, what do we got first? First random team we have is Stanford. Stanford. Stanford winning. <laughs> Stanford's <laughs> over under this year. Two and a half wins. Yep. It's not your Harbaugh, Stanford Cardinal. No. It's not your Shaw, Stanford Cardinals. Well, that's one of the last Cardinal. teams stuck in the Pac-12, which is good, but Stanford and Cal are kind of the... I mean, knows. the talk about ACC <laughs> for Stanford blows my mind. Are you talking about three and one Stanford? <laughs> You're saying Stanford. I'm saying <laughs> does it Stanford by at Hawaii? October. Stanford at Hawaii. Yeah, I don't have any any interest in them losing that game. Yeah, that's a win. That's an easy win. Um, Hawaii they, is they, decimated. They, they get uh, absolutely their shit pushed in at, at USC. <laughs> yeah. 10.30 on Fox. Are you kidding me? But then they have Sacramento State. A tough Sacramento State. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough logo. I'm not and a then, fan of that logo. And then um, Arizona-Stanford is a uh, historically a better basketball game for sure. <laughs> I would love yeah, that basketball yeah, game. Yeah. Um, so, so, that, so yeah, you're, you're I'm saying, talking about a three and one. You're Stanford. saying three and one Sanford. Yeah. on and, September twenty third, and, and they lose to Oregon, and then they go into Colorado and knock the wheels off of <laughs> Deion Sanders. So Colorado. Col- Colorado has probably the largest disparity of what any team can do this year. I would say. Oh, yeah, and what is uh, sidetrack? What is their win loss 
Uh, oh yeah, let me let me check. Uh, Colorado. Is it like four and a half? So I've seen I've seen the roller coaster with them this year where everyone went nuts when they got Dion and yeah. all his kids. But it looks like they're at three and a half right Ooh, now. I, I think I go over. Colorado three and a half? Yeah, I people, go. I, I, like I said, people have come back on them. I think I go over on that. It's a tough. It would, They were a bad league. team last year, guys. It's a tough they were, league. They were one of the they worst. They're not teams. the same team. They're not the same <laughs> team at all. The they team. come out against a tough I TCU think, team. There, yeah. um, and then yeah, a USC game, an Oregon game, an Oregon State game, a Utah. Yeah, that's there's there's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be tough. Fifth yeah. worst in total offense last year. Second worst in total defense last year. So that's what you're coming from. I mm-hmm. mean, I know you got prime time. You got new he's, quarterback. He's bringing. He brought a the, whole team the guys with him. in there, bringing Versace or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's going to be good going forward. They're going to get guys. He's great in the transfer portal, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, riding back to Stanford, you think by October, <laughs> even before October, that over is hitting? Oh my God! Yeah. It's yeah. going to have to hit by then, though, if it does hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they have Cal later in the season. They have a late Cal. Uh, and then, then, let's not forget, Notre Dame-Stanford. Who won that game last year? <laughs> in Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm not, not, it, I'm not with you on that one. But they, They're always good for a weird one. But then they're always good to lose a weird one. Yeah, they, Or like eight weird ones. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, I... I right, can so see them going over. No more Tanner McKee. So we have. Are you on Stanford's over or under? I've I've been talked into. I think about the over. I I think those two gimmies with Hawaii and Sacramento State. I've always seen Stanford as a scrappy team um, that's able to, to to find its way through. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's that Arizona, it's that Cal game that I think we'll see it more. It's than also, likely. I mean, they're. A weird one could be the UCLA game. Uh, they they have UCLA at home. UCLA obviously has a new quarterback. I mean, he's a very talented uh, quarterback, but he hasn't played for UCLA. So yeah, they have a lot of question marks there. But I don't know. They, I think they could be good. But so I think in totality, though, we're on the Stanford over, over and we will be watching that very closely. Yeah. So that's one to look out for. Yeah, like you said, it could be done by October. It could last the whole time. Um, it'll be an interesting one for sure. Um, but we do we as a, a podcast endorse that over. Yeah. Okay. I say we wholeheartedly. wholeheartedly. I, I, I say we mark it down. It's, okay. it's it's the year the Cardinals are back. <laughs> the year of the Cardinals. New, new coach, new everything. All right. All right, Chunks, hit us with the second team. All right, team number two, we have USC. We're staying in the Pac-12. Sticking in the Pac-12. The, the last hurrah for this yeah. uh, this league that gave us so much joy, a.k.a. when Texas defeated USC in the championship game. The greatest college football game of all time, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, let's talk about USC real quick. What do we got for an over-under for them? 
looking like 10. 10. 10, that's wild. So, let's run through that schedule here real quick. So, we, we've got them starting uh, this weekend. 8 o'clock game on the East Coast. USC San Jose State. First day scale, Williams. That's, <laughs> that's what that game will be. Probably have 600 yards. Yeah, that that's that's a gimme. Um, they don't they, face anything they, until they the other day. Also, Let's be real, guys. They play they play Colorado September thirtieth. That'll be a small test, mm-hmm. but then they have Arizona the week after, and yeah, Notre Dame October fourteenth. That'll that be, schedule gets difficult. Though. It gets no, tough. Gets, they have Notre yeah. Dame and Utah back to back, and then uh, a week with USC. But then they have Washington and Oregon back to back. Finishing with UCLA, too. Five of their last six games against, obviously, preseason rank, but, yeah. uh, well, not UCLA, but that's always, obviously, a, a tough game. It's it's a, it's a tough Pac-12. So we're looking at... Yeah, 10's a number, though. So you got to look, where are these losses coming from? And... Obviously, the second half of the schedule. Um, I can see... I think them losing any of the games other than the Cal game. I can see it. So, you have Notre Dame, Utah, Washington, Oregon, and then UCLA. Those are all... I'm back in camerizing 100%. I think Utah's going to win that game. Um, hopefully Oregon is better this year, too. Yeah, I mean, another year of Bo Nix, and... Hopefully his hopefully he plays the whole year the way that he played the beginning of last yeah. year. Yeah, no, he's he's guy we haven't even talked about yet. I think that he's that prototypical stays so long and yeah. maybe maybe yeah. even makes a name for themselves somehow mm-hmm. um, in the Heisman race there. Yeah, I I really think that Lanning is such a good coach too. He's uh he's. Defensive-minded, but he's he's got this this offense that's that was very fun at the beginning of the year and, and challenged a lot of really good teams actually. So, what are we thinking for that over under of ten? It's it's tough, man. I think ten is a really good line to be honest with you. I think there's two games for sure on my docket. I see a loss. With Utah coming in, um, even though it is in the Rose Bowl, um, they're already a six and a half point favorite. Um, and then you Oregon as well uh, in November. Do I see another loss? I I see the Notre Dame game as a as a as a loss. That's always tough. That's that's no, Notre be Dame. A fun game. Who who knows? They they've been pretty inconsistent, but if they get just decent quarterback play. They can they as can they play should. Pretty well. Yeah. You know, I that's a that's another guy. I mean, if Sam Hartman is how he was two years ago, it Notre Dame is gonna be a really, really, really good team. I think this year Sam Hartman will jump up draft boards. I think it, with this exposure that he's going to have, um, he's got the tools to 100% do it. Um, I I think USC will still win that Notre Dame game. 
I watch out for that Washington. Like I said, Michael Penix. Michael Penix can go is off. Is dynamic. And, and he feeds off of those big games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he, that UCLA Washington game. Yeah, last yeah, year was the, crazy. They they go they go deep into the night. Over stomped there. Michigan State. Yeah, um, he he loves a good quarterback matchup, and he's outdueled a lot of really great quarterbacks, without a doubt. I would I would watch for that one. That being said, yeah, I think I'm riding the under on it. I I would advocate for the under there. I I think there's too many question marks at the end of the season, but. If Caleb Williams gets out of this schedule unscathed, if 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 he only has one loss or zero losses, I think he's one hundred percent the Heisman. It, it's I think it's such a grueling test test for it, but it could be the opposite where it's like he goes what six and six, you know, yeah. just off of all that. Well, I mean, he's got the greatest wide receiver ever, son, to throw to. So. <laughs> See what yeah. happens. Yeah. But are we in agreement on the under there? Yes. Agreement right. on the under. It's, it's, it's a tough under, but I think I think it'll be an under. All right. What do we got for the third team? Third team, we are moving to the Big Ten with Penn State. Penn State. All Who right. I think is going to be a very good team. And the so the number for them right now is nine and a half is what I'm seeing. Nine so we're ten. basically looking for a third loss. Yes. So so Penn State, I think they're running the table until they have those two Titans. and Especially because Iowa has to come to, to Happy Valley. Yeah. So the Iowa game isn't the one I'm worried about for them. It's the, it's the UMass game, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the Maryland game. Maryland's tough. Maryland, Maryland is a good team that can, can upset. Can lose to anybody, but then they can do what they did to Michigan and Ohio State last year. And they almost beat both of those teams. Yeah. Does uh, Tugavailoa have any chance at Heisman? Yeah, he's one guy we didn't talk about. Um, there's so many guys. Just there's so, so many guys. There's a lot of guys. But it... He would have to, because I think they draw all three of those teams this year. Yeah. So, the I don't see them sitting beating, at twelve thousand right now. He would have to beat Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, which would be yeah great. Yeah, if it were to happen, if it were to happen, he's just right him in, and honestly get get him in the first round of the draft. From too. seeing him over the past, what, three years now, do you do you think he's better than his brother? No, not even close. No? No, no. Yeah, it's, they're not even okay. in the, that's not even. Not even his, <laughs> not even his, his concussed his, brother. His brother, <laughs> his brother should have won the Heisman. Yeah, no, Kyler's was, Kyler was, was an absolute, no, I, I was shocked when he won that year. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was one hundred percent to us. That being said, I mean not to shift to NFL, but to a, I think this Dolphins hype is crazy. It doesn't make any sense to me. Tua's not a good quarterback in the NFL. I disagree, but that that's not what <laughs> about. Um. So with Penn State, that Iowa game is the first test. 
I think Iowa's going to be good. They're going to have a top defense again. I love Caden McNamara. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Hall is a great pickup for him, too. Their offense is going to be improved, and we know their defense is going to be good. So that Iowa game will be a test, but Penn State's talented, man. We're also not talking about their last game. Yeah. It's true. In Michigan State. Yeah. Michi- I, Michigan State's a lot of things. They are not that great of a team. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're really selling it. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that they will be bowl eligible. I, I, I wonder can, if I can we'll get it. them in the randomizer. I can see but, it. Um, but I, I've i seen – it's crazy that Tucker is, what, he's four years in now? He's paid crazy, and I think they're expected to get – He's paid, dude. He's paid. I think they're, they're over on who's like four and a half or some shit, five. It's it's crazy. They're not they they lost Peyton Thorn. I'll take the over on them. I I've heard people say they could definitely see them going bowling, but lost their they lost their guys. They lost their running back. Lost their quarterback. And that's a good thing for them. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Could be. So taking it to that nine and a half, you said right. Yep. I think, like you said, the really the two that stand out are that Michigan and Ohio State game, yep. and if they can. Steal one of those? I think that there's cushion for them. So I I like the over on this one, personally. Um, I'm not sold on Drew as a Heisman, but I I was not a Sean Clifford guy in the slightest. Yeah. So I think it's a massive upgrade. All I know is Michigan ran all over them last year. I know that it got close at halftime, but mm-hmm. then after that it was, yeah. it was a joke. They, like the, the, at the line... It, uh, both sides, Michigan just absolutely pounded them. That's the question for Penn State is the physicality. Mm-hmm. Like, can they compete with yeah. Michigan, Ohio State physically? And they do have they have uh, another Micah Parsons they've been touting as. Uh, he's wearing number 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how that goes. But I – so we're thinking that – I like the over. I think over. I think that there's cushion for it. I, I think that, I'm a hard hard under. So what do, what do you think? You think that I think they I think game? they automatically lose the Michigan and Ohio State game, and then it's nine and a half, right? Yeah. So and then they lose one of those games. Okay. Yeah, I mean that that's a real possibility. I I can definitely see them at that ten wins. I could see, I could see Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. There's a very real chance that they're all eleven and one, and mm-hmm. they beat up on each other. Yeah, that is a very real possibility. If that is the case, I believe I heard that Ohio State, just like strength of schedule wise, they probably wins that one. Yeah, I think they have the highest strength of schedule. To take it over if it's a round robin. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go into another one. So wait, but just to be clear, what are we what are we taking? We got two overs and an under. I'm two an over. overs and an under. So we're split on that one. All right, so our fourth random team is Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Playing this weekend <laughs> in Ireland against Navy. 
Um, and the number for them right now is eight and a half, it looks like. Notre okay. Dame. Those um, wacky independents. Schedule, I guess, kind of heats up. All right, so <coughs> they, they have four weeks of, I mean, whatever you want to call NC State, but they don't have their quarterback anymore. This feels like one of their weaker schedules that I've ever seen them do. Yeah, yeah. They usually have a, a early one that's a little bit stronger. I mean, Na- Navy's... Even though Navy played them tight last year, I, I don't think it's... I don't think... I don't know that that'll be a good one. But they ha- obviously they have Ohio State later in the... Probably that's their first test yeah. in the fifth game. Louisville... Could be. Louis, I like Louisville this year. I think Louisville's going to be solid. Yeah. Um, that, and that, I was that's gonna away say, at Louisville. I was going to say they were so bad last year, but that was that horrible basketball team. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. bad last year. Yeah, they didn't even. <laughs> um. No, I, I could see Louisville making a wave against Notre Dame. So we're, we're at eight and a half, right? So we're looking for. Eight and a half? Eight and a half, right? What I'm looking at right now, eight and a half is an easy over. I think. I agree. I agree. Like you said, that USC Notre Dame game, Notre Dame has as good a chance as anybody to to win against USC. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a Hartman guy. I I really I think that was I thought there should have been a bigger fight for his services between a lot of different teams. Um. Yeah, he. I think he's gonna he's gonna turn some heads this year, no doubt about it. Um, eight and a half. I so, like I said, I like Louisville. I like Plummer. I think he's gonna have a good season. I could see them losing that game, but at, at Clemson is obviously tough for them. They have too. Clemson, USC, and Ohio State. But they do yeah, get so USC at home. They do get you. They. And like we said, and Ohio that, State at that, home. I could definitely see them winning that USC game. I don't see them touching Ohio State. Clemson, who knows with Clemson? They have a they have a quarterback issue still. I mean, mm-hmm. they just lost their guy. So we don't really know what Clemson is yet. They're still going to be good, but so you have likely three losses there. I could see Louisville, but you're right. I don't. Even if that happens, I don't see another loss. These weaker games, guys like Ian Book um, and their other Pats quarterbacks, they lost some of those weaker games. Mm -hmm. I feel that Sam Hartman, he's been through the ringer, and I think he has a better leadership capacity to, to win those games that they're supposed to win, you know, and then be in those games that are the ranked games. Yeah. I, I, see, I see an over pretty I see, easily. To I, see, I see an over for yeah, sure. I, I agree. I think eight and a half is a good number there. Would I, would I like for Notre Dame to be under? Yeah, definitely. Um, even, even though I am a Hartman guy, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. He went to Notre Dame. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think I see an over there. I think we're in agreement on that one. So our next random team is Missouri. Missouri. And the number we're looking at here is six and a half. 
six and a half for the Tigers. So they're starting out next Thursday against South Dakota. Okay. Historical program. <laughs> and then a couple weeks into to Middle Tennessee. So their their fights this year are LSU, Kansas State. Those aren't fights, man. <laughs> They're gonna get the wheels kicked off of them. Let's not uh, forget Big Twelve champions, Kansas State. Their fights are like Memphis and Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. Their slaughters that they get slaughtered are LSU, uh, Georgia, <laughs> Tennessee. Yeah, they're, uh, they're they're gonna get beat up here in October and November. What, what was that total at again? Six and a half. So what? Can we find seven wins here? I don't know about this one. Uh, I, South Dakota. You got South Dakota. You got Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State. Tough team. Tough uh, team for sure. They they always squeak one out. Yeah. I wow. can't pencil in a win against Middle Tennessee State. Dude, I don't even know if I get them four wins. Kansas State's gonna be a loss. Memphis is tough too. Kentucky always has that second half slide of just yeah. Uh, nothing. I I think they're a four-win team. I... Their end of the season is super tough. Yeah, you go you go <laughs> from October on. You go LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Arkansas. That's that's a tough stretch there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they aren't getting it by that Vanderbilt game, so what's it? What's it again? Four and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. half. That that, dude. I would put, I would put a lot of money on on this under. (laughs) Yeah. What? I would I would skip a a Derek daycare (coughs) payment and put it. (laughs) I'm interested in this Florida team. I I want to see Graham Mertz. I I am. Yeah. Fascinated by Graham Mertz because I think he's garbage. Think <laughs> about how crazy to me, man. Well, you know what would be more crazy is if Graham Mertz doesn't also have child pornography. <laughs> <laughs> that, so I think we're in on the under on this one and the over on Graham Mertz child pornography. 0. 0.5 articles of child pornography. <laughs> So yeah, we're all in agreement on that one. I I need to touch on Graham Mertz for a second. That when he, if I were to choose any quarterback to play at Florida, I believe that Graham Mertz was probably gonna be my last selection. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have taken him at Purdue. <laughs> and this is Florida. Guys. And, and, like this. Hey, remember, yeah. Hudson Card's gonna have some fun. He's <laughs> gonna have fun. But <laughs> should we should we keep track of that? How fun we'll, the Hudson Card's going to have. We'll print produce. shirts. Hudson <laughs> <laughs> Card's going to have I fun. Think I, it's Florida. Um, Billy Napier, I was I was actually excited about him becoming the Florida coach. I know last year was awful. It was atrocious, but they they got some dudes, man, I I think. Yeah, from what I've heard, there's a lot of talent on that team. So. The team always gets talent. It's pretty easy to recruit there. Uh, Billy Napier just gotta has to put it all together. 
Chunks hit me with one more team on this random. All right, so for this one, let's go outside of the Power Five. We got North Texas. North Ooh, Texas. The mean green. North Texas. All right. And the number we're looking at here is six. Six. Spot on. All right, so North Texas, their schedule. I I love the American. Um, that is one of my favorite conferences. It's looking like they so they open up at FIU. They have Louisiana Tech, ACU, play Navy. Hold on, they open up against Cal. Yeah, dang bet. Oh my bad, I missed a I missed a game. They open up against Cal, then FIU, then Louisiana Tech, ACU, Navy, Temple, Tulane, two a uh, very good Tulane team, uh, Memphis, UTSA, SMU, Tulsa, and UAB. So that's a lot of acronyms in there. Yeah, no, the, the American is certainly the acronym conference. Well. That Tulane game is the Mean Green Wave game, <laughs> and that is the game of the year. All right, all right knock it down. Game, but of, the, you can, game of the year. You can Tulane, put some North silly I love sound that t-shirt. on it. I love that yeah. t-shirt. Uh, that is already the game of the year, October 21st. So, yeah, don't do anything October 21st, I guess, because <laughs> it's to be decided on, mean the, green on the time as well, so don't. Don't make plans, because <laughs> it's time. So last year, the last five games for North Texas, they lost against a decent Boise team. Um, they lost against uh, Texas San Antonio, who was a decent team last year. Um, they got crushed by University of Texas San Antonio. They beat Rice, um, and then the UAB game they lost, 41-21. to Who is that? That's Trent Dilfer now, right? UAB? Yeah. I, I think so. Because they came back from not having a program, right? Like Yeah. Five years ago. Yeah, they came back like the next year or the year after, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was this total at? This one was at six. six. Mm, I don't know if I see six here. I think I see six here. Uh I can. Do you, do you want me to stamp North Texas upset against Cal? I I I'm low as hell on Cal, so <laughs> I I don't hate that. And then, uh, yeah, I went could, against Abilene. I um, could see them. Start FI, off. FIU is terrible. Yeah, pretty hot. All right, no, I'm I'm looking at it. I'm I'm seeing maybe a. I see three and three, four and two. North Texas, and then they have probably a couple losses in a row. Six is going to be I'm on this over, tough guys. to reach. I'm on this over. Okay, I'm I'm all in on the over. I like I like I said, FIU's bad. I can see them with wins against Louisiana. Navy's Tech, not good either. Abilene Christian. Navy's got a lot of work to do. They got a new head coach, and they're getting rid of that. They're, they're transitioning to a new offense, which is crazy for Navy to be doing, but we'll see how that goes. 
Um, let's see who else. Uh, Temple. I don't know if I got them against Temple or Memphis, but yeah, you convince me. Let's 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 TSA, really over. UAB, Tulsa. I can see wins there. So I think I love the revisit of the Mean Green. And we're gonna because we're taking this over. So Mean Green Wave, October twenty first. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. We'll be painted like the Hulk. <laughs> so that, or just various green things. <laughs> Shrek. What else for, is green? for us, all of our Hulks would just look like Shrek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. true. Yeah. What if we just are a different color? <laughs> just yellow. I, the amount of green in that stadium is going to be so awesome. <laughs> Real green dress. <laughs> green dress, that's cruel. <laughs> so, I think those, those are our six random picks for this year for team win over-unders. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, let's, let's recap. What what are So, we've got the first one was Stanford. Stanford, two and a half, over. Over. Then we have USC, ten. Under. Under. Then we have Penn State, nine and a half. This was our only one that we didn't all agree. We got two overs and an under. Okay. Um, and then Notre Dame, eight and a half over. Missouri, six and a half under. And North Texas, six over. So lock them in. Okay, lock them in. I, 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 uh, I'm very interested to see... I think I think like you said that that USC the Penn State one are going to be really interesting to watch for yeah. sure. Um, but let's let's talk about this weekend. I know Jensen, you have some thoughts on this weekend. Got a lot of thoughts. And for me, week zero is is almost like a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's still fucking hot, yeah. but you're in your buddy's garage. His dad. Just made ribs or something, and you get the bourbon out maybe a little bit, get a couple stogies. Big, yeah, it's a big bourbon. Yeah, it's definitely a bourbon. Maybe time. your buddy's having a diaper party or something, and you're just checking out the games on on your phone and being kind of a dickhead. But who knows? That is such a thirty year old thing to say. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. yeah, we we usually schedule our diaper parties for yeah, week for week zero. zero. Yeah. It's a good <laughs> time to do it, uh, right? Not having a baby yet, but like <laughs> gotta, gotta have some But uh Yeah, so let's get into week zero. For week zero, zero it's tradition that I I parlay every game every year. And right. we got seven games this year. Yeah. So Obviously, the Nebraska game didn't really work out last year. <laughs> um, but, expect some more weird shit. So, I, I think we started off with Navy and Notre Dame. In Ireland. Yeah. So, Chunks, you got the uh, you got the spreads on there? Yeah, let me, let me pull what, up. What I, what I have right now is Navy is getting... 20 and a half points against Notre Dame. It's a lot of points. And my rationale to this game is this game is close every year unless it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I mean, last year it was close. It's, it's in a way almost like the Army Navy game, where it's just pretty much a good game like all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I I don't know how much Europe's gonna play a factor. Being in like I feel like it's kind of weird sending our navy to Ireland. <laughs> like it se- it seems like some type of ploy, but see what happens. Yeah. Uh, it's not good there with, with, with <laughs> <Yeah>. our, <laughs> um anyways let's go to the next game so yeah I got Navy covering okay. um, so first pick Navy covering 20 and a half points. yeah yeah and then the Jacksonville State against UTEP game that's even I believe I got Jacksonville State taking it this is this is the first one of our two Conference USA Week Zero matchups, and Conference USA is a is one that we are going to be following very closely all year. Yeah, we ha- we haven't talked about that yet, but we're we have decided to keep track of Conference USA. That's going to be one of our main. That's our shtick. That's one of our main. <laughs> That's what this podcast is. It's a Conference USA. It's uh, yeah, because you can already you've already found out our allegiances. Yeah, yeah. Mostly Michigan, and then Caden for Texas. So we're gonna try to follow Conference USA a bit. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna be the G Fed of Conference USA and try to get on these fields? Oh, I that'd be that'd be kind of sick. It would also be very far away from. Where <laughs> yeah, they're all pretty far. I mean, we got. I don't know if we want. And they are spread out. We, yeah, I mean, there's. Western Kentucky, Liberty, New Mexico State, Middle Tennessee, Florida Tech, UTEP, it's, Jacksonville State, Sam Houston. It's the same as FIU. the SEC, pretty much, isn't it? It's kind of the same as every county. All the way to New Mexico. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Um, but yeah, I got Jacksonville State covering. Um, Jacksonville State ended the year 4-1, and one, with the only loss coming to Southeast Louisiana. So these Gamecocks are hot. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, Southeast Louisiana, I was telling Jensen this earlier. They have a guy who they just call him Neck because his neck is as big as the KO Spikes' his neck. 21-inch neck. His name do they is, play Neck? Ty, I, I don't know if they can do that, but his name's Tyreek Mitchell. Tyreek Neck Mitchell. And yeah. Found out about him today, and he's sick, dude. Yeah. Well, just get ready for some tangents here, because um, I'm going to put it on the board right now. Southeast Louisiana is going to cover whatever spread, like even even alternate spreads. Like if whatever number you want to get, <laughs> just imagine it in your head, and they're going to cover it. Um, other than money line, they're not going to win the game, but <laughs> just spread. Yeah. Against the week one matchup, Mississippi State Bulldogs. They're covering? Oh, yeah. The Bulldogs have no identity they don't. anymore because uh, their coach died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no identity. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but I will tell you a team that does have identity in the next game, uh, New Mexico State is going to cover against Don Brown's UMass. Ooh. I'm saying that UMass has identity. They, uh, they have a coach who's alive? Well, apparently they try to play football in Massachusetts, and uh, it's not happening very much there. It's, 
I believe they they do pretty well in soccer, do they not? <laughs> I think. So you're talking football, huh? I think yeah. Soccer. Yeah. Which uh, fun fact about Don Brown? He was a baseball coach in 1992. That is I didn't fun. Know that. Yeah, and he did okay. I want to say it was Yale or something that he was a baseball coach for. He's been all over, like, New England and the Northeast. Yeah. He's been at UConn. Yeah. UMass. Yeah, he's a, he's a big Northeast guy. Yeah. Um, fun, another fun Boston fact about College. Don Brown is he wants uh, so fun. diarrhea, <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> in the stall next to me. <laughs> And then he came out and he told everyone to go eat a donut. <laughs> the type of guy Don Brown he is, is. He is very much a loud pooper. That like, just that that's the type of scoop you're not gonna get anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. He smoke. He'll I'll tell you too. Food. He'll let you know. Yeah, he'll he, do it with the door open. He only really talks to people in the bathroom or locker rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, th- those Michigan defenses were always top tier. Yeah. It was just time. So let's move on to the next one. I got San Diego State covering. Okay, that's an interesting one. Against Ohio. It's, uh, they're, they're given two and a half points. I just think Ohio, like, when I think of the state of Ohio, I think of just... Uh, Going out to eat at gas stations, grocery shopping at gas stations, <laughs> stuff like gas that. Station. And I just think Trash. week one, they're, they've had a whole summer of just monsters and gas station pizza and just gas station stuff. <laughs> the rollers, I just don't see it happening. What do you guys think? I've seen some people have Ohio like showing up in the college football playoff. Like, I, I've seen that much hype around this Ohio Well, team. they're going to lose week one to Brady Hoax Aztecs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next, I got Vanderbilt with maybe the easiest cover ever against a, a Hawaii team that yeah. they, I think they put up, like, 100 points last year. Yeah, they're bad. They, they're um, bad. They, and I th- all they have right now is they have, uh, solid running back who he's five seven and he can move. He's quick. He's dynamic, but he's got nothing else on that offense with him. So he's just dodging fires. Yeah, he's just dodging <laughs> fires. He's, also, is he's this running a, to Oprah's house. Is this a yearly matchup? Is this like the Music City versus yeah, versus the Island? Yeah, the Luau, yeah. So, the Luau yeah. versus Broadway Street. Yeah. Um, next, I got USC. I think they're going to cover. Yeah. That 31 points seems like a lot, but Lincoln Riley tries to come in every yeah. every year and wants to get his Heisman favorite padded yeah, stats. Yeah, definitely. Know? Definitely. you got to start out strong with it. Especially, like we keep on saying, on a second year, yeah. mm-hmm. trying and, to do something. And something. actually, their offensive line has improved. They've shuffled a couple guys around. They've, they've gotten a little bit older, and yeah. like last year in that Utah game, once once uh, Caleb Williams was hurt, mm-hmm. they that game was over. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I I think 
Probably the most interesting storyline, though, with USC is how unprecedented it is for a guy like Caleb Williams to go and win the Heisman. But now he's rich. He's yeah. he's different than any yeah. college student yeah. in the world that's ever been because he's he's a millionaire now. He's probably I don't I think he's other than three like million. Johnny Manziel. Yeah, but he doesn't have to hide it. Yeah, he lives true. In Southern California. True. Like, yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how he handles that. Yeah. No, this is a. I know the NIL's been around for a bit, but I think that this is. Like you, you totally opened my eyes on that. This is different than anything that we've ever seen before. Yeah, we're in we're in new territory this year. Man. Yeah, Lincoln Riley is gonna he's gonna try to get him to like seventy touchdowns this yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's gonna have five at the half yep. in this game. And uh, no, I I like that cover definitely. Do you think that that could be something across the board that we'll see this year? Just foot on the pedal the entire time. Players playing in sixty-point routes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've seen that in a long time since I, I the think, days of I USC think, and Texas. I do think blown. college football in, inherently has some of that, though. Like mm-hmm. play to the last whistle the, more than anything. They else. absolutely want to cover and not just win. Yeah, yeah, money's at the forefront now, and gambling, gambling is becoming more and more of everything. I think they pay attention to it a little more than they let on. They sure do. Um, what's the last game? So the last game is FIU at Louisiana Tech. What do you have for? I, I have uh, ten and a half for that one. Ten and a half. Yeah. Oh, all right. So I have FAU FIU covering. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say it right now. This is a game of the week. <laughs> this is the game of the week, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one. it's the 9 p.m. game. You're already probably trashed. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say set the scene for me right now. And also, the 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 USC game is over in the first half. Yeah, true. So okay, I might I'll probably do the first half USC, and then I'll tune into this one, and hopefully I make the whole game because the end of this game is going to be probably a walk off field goal or touchdown. Okay. So, I think that they cover. I am not a fan of this FIU team. They have um, their running back has a torn ACL, and their their defense allowed thirty seven point three points per game last year. So they they got a long way to go. This might be the one pick where I'm I'm not sure about. But that being said, Louisiana Tech is not anything special either uh, I refuse to bet uh, Louisiana Tech they have screwed me over so many times because I just think of them as you know like a Louisiana team mm-hmm. or a yeah. LSU team yeah and and I've actually not. done pretty well with those guys but yeah they're the one that's yeah. not so just to recap Week zero picks from Jensen are Navy, uh, Jacksonville State, New Mexico State, San Diego State, Vanderbilt, USC, and FIU. Yeah, and this will be the only week that I do every game. Right. Yeah. Might as well do a seven-leg parlay. Yeah. Nobody's ever lost one of those. Nope, never happened. 
Money. Yeah. Franny. Yeah, here it is. Free money, guys. I really wanted to make a Carl Malone, Louisiana Tech screwing you joke, but I uh, I stayed away from it. Well, well we've already talked about child porn and dead uh, coaches and yeah, let's get wildfires. It. Yeah, and wildfires. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even mentioned Wander Franco yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Cole Brennan as well. Was that this past year? Oh, yeah. So, Hawaii Team of Destiny? The, the double Rainbow Warrior. I could have sworn that was like two years ago. <laughs> <My champion. laughs> COVID has taken away yeah, all know. time. By the time this um, actually comes out, Michael B. Jordan might actually finally be dead, too. <laughs> you heard it here, guys. You heard it here first. Definitely by the end of the season. By the time that um, Stanford beats Notre Dame. Michael B. Jordan yeah. is the last one. <laughs> Surviving throughout everything. Check. We'll get the odds on DraftKings. We got to make a couple calls for those odds, yeah. but I don't. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if they'll put Michael B. Jordan death odds. I don't even mind him. I I don't watch his movies other than Hardball, but yeah. <laughs> All right, you got our picks for the week. Uh, last little bit here. Um, we'll go ahead and and, and close up. Next week, we'll talk uh, directly about Conference USA. We'll talk uh, what happened in Week Zero. Um, get into a little bit more individual awards um, as we start for the... This is coming from a college football outsider. The real start of college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, week One. Um, you guys have any, any, any thoughts to lead us into, into Week Zero at all, Jones? I'm just ready. I'm ready to see what... USC has. I'm ready to see what Notre Dame has. I think it'll be a fun week zero. It'll be a good preview for what's to come, and I'm just ready to get into it. Jessica, any final thoughts? I just, I don't want to see Georgia win another national championship, and I also, I don't want to see an SEC team win it. I, let's see, who do I want to win it? I don't want anybody doing it. I just wanted to keep going, man. I love it. Just keep playing. I know what you want to say. Michigan, obviously, but what do I want to say? Well, Michigan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's pretty nonchalant because it's like a Monday after. Yeah. Well, but I think that's one of the reasons we're doing this is that college football it's such a diehard sport, and you live and die with your team. So this gives us a little more to, uh, a little more to do with the season. You know. Speaking of champions, I think this, and I, I think I've hunted on this with the quarterbacks this year. I think this is the year that I think it's been more wide open than it ever has been. There are so many teams that have taken a step up, be it Michigan, um, be it USC. You want to say? Um, Penn State, there's 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 some wide open aspects, especially with everything with 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 the formulation of college uh, realignment and everything like that. Mm-hmm. This is this is going to be a wild year, um, and I think this is the perfect year for us to to start this. Um, to let everybody know what you'll uh, be expecting from this podcast as we go in the future. Uh, Oops, farts. <laughs> We're hoping to release one or two of these a week. Um, we're looking at, you know, hopefully half hour, 45 minute shows a piece. Uh, we also will be doing some TikToks. 
Um, one of the big parts of this show as well as it goes along is going to be the smoke part of it all. We love to cook. We love to do barbecues. We have this amazing barbecue grill, um, a business called Much Love Grill, which we're really excited about as well. And obviously, one of the biggest parts of college football is that tailgate atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And even though we are in upstate New York, we know how to do tailgates as well. So... We're gonna have some, you know, TikToks, some recipe videos, uh, you know, even talking about it on the podcast here about uh, everything, smoking, cooking, um, and bringing into the college football world as well. So we're really excited about that start. We hope you are as well. Um, but for for my brothers here, uh, the Davis brother crew, we are super excited to to go on this adventure with you. Hopefully you join us as well. Uh, This has been Saturday Smoke, a college football tailgate podcast. (laughs) 